You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Justlin and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. Get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2023. 2023. Thank you, because 2022 is sometimes really hard to say. It is. 2020, 22. Yeah, definitely. Um, Are we still able to say Happy New Year, considering we're, what, second week into January? Like, when do you stop saying Happy New Year? I think Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Then you yeah. say Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay, good to know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I've yeah. been saying it a lot. I was saying it even last year. Oh, really? After Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, I was. People said Happy New Year to me um, before like January 1st. Yeah. And I didn't know how to react to that. I was like, but. It's not the new year yet. It's like, what calendar are you on again? Yeah. So like, what's the etiquette around around the holiday greetings? And when do you stop asking people? I think people? you say, um, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Because yeah, you're that's still in that window. Yeah, exactly. But then afterwards, like, yeah. Is it still weird to say happy new year if it's like January 31st? Yeah. Like, how long is it a new year? No, I would say that's, I don't know. These are really good questions. <laughs> Anyways, really good questions. Just, I would stop by February 14th. <laughs> that seems like way too late okay fine fine you got three more days january 14th mid january sounds good I'll, I'll follow that rule to say the least um but yeah it's it's 2023 um i feel 2023. like you know how's your 2023 going so far 11 days in 11 days uh in. 12 days right what day is it today Oh yeah, twelve days. Yeah. Sorry, um, great. <laughs> Don't even know what day it is. Yeah. Uh, no, it's been good. I feel like it's going by so quickly already. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's pretty shocking to say the least. But um, yeah, I feel like twenty twenty three so far has been a breeze. Twenty twenty three. That is mouthy. <laughs> yeah. Wordy. Uh, yeah. No. So far, so good. So far, so good. And have you, prior to coming into the new year, did you kind of, you know, whether it's making resolutions or like declaring what you're not taking with you into the new year or what you're bringing into the new year with you did you did you have those kind of conversations with yourself no no i have not uh but those are great questions (laughs) something to think about right um i feel like i'm still like trying to catch my breath the holidays were very strange the way it fell yeah like on the weekend and then you got those extra days off totally and then it was like the holidays again or like new year's yeah and then, then it was school. It was like, it didn't feel very holiday vacation break. You know what I mean? What do you think is the reason? Like what, 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 what was the cause behind I that? I think it's the, it, because it fell on the weekend and it snowed. So there were like extra days off. Oh, right. Cause it snowed on, no, sorry, it, Christmas was on Sunday and New Year's was on Sunday, right? Yeah. So that felt weird. It felt weird. It was like a extra long weekend. Right. Cause normally I guess you wouldn't get yeah, you wouldn't get it off technically, right? No, it would be, you know, you would get it off and yeah. then maybe Boxing Day you'd have off and right. then That's true. you're back well. in the swing of things. <laughs> Not like it's a bad thing. It's nice yeah. to have home and home, <laughs> exactly. but like it just kind of threw me all off. Yeah. And then um, school was like right after New Year's. Right. And I was just like, what? 
I didn't even do anything. <laughs> you know, it's so anyways, just very strange. It didn't feel like Christmas. Didn't it feel like, like it. it. It just felt like we were rushing through the holidays. Yeah. Well, what does it feel like uh, for this next Christmas? How do you make it feel more Christmas then? Um, you know, I'm going to take a page from your book yeah. and see if Cohen wants to go somewhere. Hey, I'm all Maybe about that. Maybe we'll leave and then not have the craziness of Christmas yeah. here. I think, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people that I've talked to have been really shifting their mindset on what Christmas and the holidays is all about yeah. and really asking themselves, what are we doing it for? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, why do we put our, subject ourselves through so much stress and chaos and consumerism? You know what I mean? And like, yes. I, gift, like buying gifts and then, you know, all these things when the whole purpose of the holidays and the Christmas holidays is to like relax, spend time, I mean, spend time with family or loved yes. ones, right? But I feel like it's 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 changed in a really weird way. And I think it's partly due to the pandemic and a lot of people's perspectives on these norms and traditions that we do are Yeah. Are, we're, we're questioning them, right, to say the least. Well it's like what's important to us. Yeah. Like gifts were not important to us. And I don't even think Issa cared. Yeah. We just stuffed her her little stocking with yeah. like Tic Tacs. Right. Happiest little girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tic Tacs and like a little binoculars I think yeah. is what we got her this right. year yeah but I do like that the family gets together because mm-hmm. we don't see that and it's, it's nice to see Issa and her cousins together yeah, too exactly because um, that rarely happens yeah I agree um but yeah maybe maybe next year yeah I give the gift of getting the fuck out of here ain't that the truth I mean we had an exceptionally white Christmas I guess this year right given the snowstorm that we had and everything so cold <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great though we did sledding yeah like just in the back of our building right it's a nice hill there yeah um it was nice to do that and Issa wanted to build a snowman mm-hmm. we couldn't because it was like perfect conditions yeah. for like powder right snowboarding yeah um do you snowboard no no do you ski uh i i skied and snowboard but i i do not ski and snowboard. okay yeah that would have been a yeah. good good season to do it right but yeah so besides you know, telling yourself that I want to travel this year and go, um, you know, go away for the holidays next Christmas. Like, what are those things that, I don't know, maybe maybe it's you don't do it, but like, is there anything that you're like, for 2023, this is, this is what I'm taking with me or this is what I'm bringing into the new year? I feel like, you know, we talked about it yeah. before recording, but, you know, we're writing in your in your journal one oh, yes. line a day, right? So. Yeah, you're you're an inspiration for that that mm-hmm. one line a day. So yeah. I started last year, mm-hmm. um, January 2022. Yes, yes, yeah, see, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 2022, and then now it's nice to see now that I'm writing in it, like what happened last year, right? Because I cannot remember last mm-hmm. year at all. I mean, it's it's hard to remember like what happened on that specific day last yeah. year, right? Let alone three years ago, right? So maybe more of that. Definitely yeah. more reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess more downtime. Yeah which is kind of difficult mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess doing more things that I want to do. Yeah. Um, Putting yourself first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, there's nothing wrong with that. How about you? What's uh, What are some things you're taking in, taking out, um, changing? <laughs> <laughs> more apps, more yeah. dating? Yeah. I think... I think um, Hmm. Well, I think one, I think from like a, like a more, more, not necessarily tangible or like, you know, like a resolution thing is I've committed to doing like trying to do yoga every day. Oh, okay. Um, 
like whether it's just like a 30 minute stretching session or like a one hour like flow session, but just doing yoga every day. Just and, at home? Yeah, oh, just at home, great. just through like YouTube yoga videos that I follow. Um, but it's, I like, honestly, I've been doing it since like around Christmas time is when I really started really taking it seriously. And I've noticed like uh, quite a difference in regards to my mobility and just like how I feel in, in terms of my limberness, I guess, oh, to say yes. the least. So if there's something I can recommend to anybody, it's just try to do something like that. You know, um, if you're feeling like you're stiff or you're not as flexible anymore, I can really see the benefits of that, to say the least. You like can do the splits now. <laughs> not the couple splits high yet. Kicks. <laughs> those like, what are those called? It's like around the windmill yeah. kick. I mean, hopefully one day I, I can do something like that. But yeah. Um, also, it's for me, I really find that uh, yoga has a lot of meditative and also like calming benefits that I really value and appreciate out of it. So anyways, um, that's one thing. So I'm yeah doing that right now. And then another thing is just to make peace with my inner voice, so to speak. So oh. you know what I mean? Is um, he a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's disruptive yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Um, but yeah, so like all those kind of thoughts in my head, it's just like kind of make peace with those things because they're not going anywhere. So how do I yeah. exist with it in a more healthy way? You know. What so I mean? you've seen physical, right? And she, yes. her inner voice is kind of a bully. Critical, very. Yeah, yeah. critical. Yeah. Definitely a bully. Not yeah. just to her, but to like other people. Totally. I can, like also my inner voice yeah. is like her inner voice. Mm-hmm. Like I totally get her. I'm like nodding every time yeah. her inner voice talks. Like, yeah. <laughs> you resonate with that. She could put that. that donut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of, uh, yeah, it, that voice is quite a strong voice, I think, for a lot of people. And you know, some people don't have that voice, <laughs> like um, like internal dialogue. I think we talked about that. It still like amazes me that some people don't have like that voice yeah. in their head. I mean, that's. I wonder if that's a blessing or a curse. You I think know it's a mean? blessing. You just go through the grocery store, going like, "Oh, this what, what do you I need to is, get?" Yeah. And like, "This is what I get." Instead of like, "Oh, should I get a shopping cart or not?" <laughs> oh, how heavy is this going to be? I think I'll make it. I'd be like, "Oh fuck, I need the shopping cart." But I mean, like that's that's kind of the thing I think about in terms of like making peace with your inner voice is that sometimes, like as critical and as like negative and detrimental it is to your mental health, that voice is there to protect you and help you kind of like risk mitigate to say the least, right? So yeah. Um, would it be annoying if you just if you were if you were like with somebody or you know married to somebody who didn't have the inner voice and wasn't a like a a risk mitigator? You know what I mean? They're like, oh, they have like a million eggs and like I should have gotten a card. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never <laughs> met anyone. Actually, I met one person, um, and she's got high anxiety. So <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, but you're right. I don't know. Anyway. Blessing or a curse. Yeah. So that's kind of two things kind of make peace with my inner voice, so to speak. But yeah, you know, um, I'm not one for resolutions to say the least. Um, yeah. And I don't like to do them just for the sake of doing them. So yeah, um, I think if you're going to go into 2023 and you're going to make him like that, make sure it's something that you're actually passionate about and you can actually do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't make like ridiculous resolutions that you know you're never going to achieve and just set yourself up for a disappointment yeah and then hit yourself for the rest yeah. of the year like dry january i don't really get that whole thing either like if people like to it's like lent right like you give up something for a month yeah and then, and is that what ja- dry january is you're just giving up booze yeah exactly okay but why Lent is something different it's um you choose something that you, you like right yeah and then you to give, give it up. up but then 
you're coming to peace with something else. So you're praying. I think you're praying for something, and then you get a clearer head because you've gotten rid of like your desires and stuff. Yes, yeah, got it. I'm only remembering. Do you remember um, Josh Harnett in Forty Days and Forty Nights? Yes. He gave it sex for Lent. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So you could get a clearer head. Got it. And like you know. Well, there you go. But then he didn't because I don't want to spoil it. This 25-year-old movie. Yeah. That was a good movie. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, anyways. Yeah, you're right. I don't get dry January either. Yeah. But it's good, you know, if it's a detox thing and a health thing because you're crazy for the last two weeks or two weeks prior, then maybe your liver is like, dude. But then are you just going to get back into it again the following month? Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. I noticed Let's a lot of people jogging. <laughs> like January first hit, and there were like joggers everywhere. Well, Maybe because the snow cleared. I don't yeah. know. But like joggers, joggers everywhere. I mean, Vancouver is a a pretty runner centric city, but yeah. I'm sure it's it's more so. I mean, yeah. In general, a lot of fitness studios and all that and gyms have see a spike in in yeah. you know. It's just like people feel the need to like start the year off healthy, and then they can fuck off in February. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> February is like no joggers exactly no one out there totally I hear you um but another fun thing that I I realized is you know I always struggle to figure out like what is yellow packaging from a podcast genre perspective right I was like we're not really a comedy podcast we're not really a political podcast right so like and we're definitely not a like a a theatrical podcast like you know this American Life or Radio Lab right so I was like what what genre are we because I definitely know based on like i listen to a lot of podcasts like our our podcast isn't really different from a lot of the stuff i listen to and i realized that the type of podcast that we record is called the chat podcast oh there is a genre yeah for this okay i just discovered that so yeah um it, for those wondering how you label or describe a podcast it's a chat podcast yeah that makes the most sense <laughs> because we are chatting yeah and that, no I, are we funny anymore <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know we're not drunk anymore that's why (laughs) oh how i miss those days (laughs) right but yeah i think i know that's kind of what i want our podcast to be at the end of the day is casual chat podcasts where you know you listen to a conversation that we have yeah you know what i mean i'm committal yeah exactly and also throw in some like you know you know the more you know bombs some knowledge yes knowledge bombs exactly so anyways those are some discoveries that i had oh some knowledge bombs that you had yeah exactly fantastic i didn't know it was um, a chat genre so yeah exactly i feel that is more us totally it makes more sense yeah right um and then also just a little update if the sound is a bit off it's because we're trying something new we're recording on two different mics right now so you may notice that uh either jesslyn or myself sound you know slightly different um yeah we're just trying to upgrade our ghetto system and you know Try and be more profesh. Yes. Yeah. Until VPL opens up again. Yeah. I mean, the, the yeah, the, the recording library is under renovations right now. So, um, yeah. But anyways, that's Until that, then. I think, right? Yeah. I think we're all caught up. Yeah. I mean, there's not, not much is going on anyways. So. Oh, actually, there yeah, is. I don't know if I had mentioned this in the last podcast, mm-hmm. but I put a proposal in to teach a children's program at the Falls Creek Community Center. Getting shit done. And boom, boom, we are there. (laughs) Me and this um, other mom that uh, I met, we do a circle time fun. It's like an elevated version of the one VPL hosts. 
How do you so, feel about it? Um, first class, it was fantastic. Oh, Everyone amazing. was like really enthusiastic because it was like touch and go there. Like yeah. we weren't sure if we were going to have class because mm-hmm. there weren't enough people registered. And then boom, we had like eight people in our class, our first class. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing is funny. It's like, do you remember ever writing a speech for class or for school and then it's like four minutes and then you rush through the whole thing yes. and it's like 30 seconds in. That right. was with the class. We're like two thirds in and I'm like, our I'm class starts things. at 11 and I was like, it's 11.06. <laughs> like, what do we do? It was like two more stories, cross it, then it all worked out. But yeah. like, it was, it was like so chaotic for that moment because I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, but that's okay though. Right? I mean, it's your first class is always going to be a bit chaotic considering you don't know what to expect or yeah. how to how to go with the flow, so to speak, right? But I feel like with each class, you're only going to perfect that, right? Yes. I mean, if you look at our first episode of our podcast uh, <laughs> to now, impeccable. it's quite different. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's less boozy. It I did must... listen to it recently. Oh, you did? I couldn't get through it. Like, it was just like a little bit cringy for me. So I feel like that's not who I is right now. I mean, you have changed since that first oh, episode, totally. though, right? Like, I was not a mother then. A mother of two? One. Yes, yeah. and now a mother of two. It's like, I can't even. It makes me sweaty. And then I listened to the next one. I was like, oh, even sweatier still. What? What, are you just embarrassed of? A little bit embarrassed. Like, it's oh. obviously I had, like, let my guard down and I was like... But what's wrong with that? I don't know. Nothing's wrong with it. Like, you can see me evolve or yeah. see us evolve through that. Totally. It's just a timestamp. But yeah. still, it's like, oh. <laughs> still, it's, it can make you feel funny. Maybe Fair I have enough. to deal with that. That's still part of me. That's still me. Yeah, totally. It is you, right? Yeah, it's is. not you. It's right. totally It's not me not still. you. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> What I would say is, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, even if like <clears throat> our listenership is still like less than five people, <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, maybe if these still exist, Isa and Eli can listen to these. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they'll be like, and they'll be like oh. whoa, our parents, my mom was cool. Or, or Yeah, she's ridiculous. She's so embarrassing. Or maybe we'll be so politically incorrect. Like, how dare <laughs> you even years. say that? It's like, you, you're not woke back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, dude. And she'll cancel us. But regardless, <laughs> yeah. Regardless. Congratulations. That sounds like a oh, very yeah. exciting thing to kind of create and bring back to the community, so to speak. Yeah. Well, they were they didn't have any programming for kids yeah. um, during the week. Mm-hmm. So it's very strange. So yeah, we're doing the service. We're a bunch of saints. Yeah. Helping all these parents out. Do you think this is something you could do in the long term? Like, do you see this going on for a long time? Or do you think it's just like... Um, I think... It just worked out because it's on a day we pick up our right. kids from yeah. preschool. Mm-hmm. So it's all also out of convenience. It's yes. like we didn't want to just do the same thing. Plus it's rainy. So mm-hmm. I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, so I can see it going into the spring. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Could be word of mouth. The moms go crazy for this class. Yeah. And now we're touring the city. Right. So, you know, like given that you're dealing with children, right, at a very impressionable age. Yes. Do you feel that as like, uh, I don't know, an instructor, a teacher, uh, a leader in this kind of fun time circle? Like, do you feel... Circle of time fun. <laughs> circle of time fun, whatever you want to call it. But do you feel like there's that certain like, like I need to make an impression on these kids and kind of like make them become better people or good people? Like, do you feel like what you're doing is gonna influence do you do you have no, that kind of mindset no i don't mindset? have that in my head it's just something fun for us to do and right. i think selfishly it was just i want eli to have fun yeah Issa got to do all the cool things mm-hmm. and now he, we just drag him around so yeah. 
I'd like for him to be with like other kids in his age group and for us just to have fun. Mm -hmm. So that's like, it's a very selfishly made class. Like the only reason I did it was because of him. Yeah. It wasn't to like Mm -hmm. influence the children of our future. But I'm, yeah, I mean, maybe influence is the wrong word, but just like understanding that like what I do in this class molds their mind does that make sense <laughs> that 40 minutes um, it does though You'd yeah be surprised. no i am in there 40 minutes yeah. in that day yeah maybe i haven't thought about it really yeah. i just wonder like i know things we do like things we picked for the rhymes and the songs those are all like mindful yeah. decisions right like, this is what i also again selfishly i think um eli would benefit from mm. and the stories it's like not just for the kids but also parents this, yeah. the book i picked was like i think parents would need this more than mm-hmm. the kid yeah totally so i guess yes so like i didn't consciously think of it that way right but um maybe now i will and i'll take some other songs out <laughs> yeah i just like i know like i think back i have memories of like certain teachers and like you know yeah. certain things that i just like that are seared into my mind right not not bad things per se but just like just random things that I'll think of and be like, oh yeah, like I remember this person in this class or, you know, this this person in this kind of like okay, circle yeah. that I used to went, go to, right? So like I'm wondering like, You're do, right, you, yes. do, you, do you feel a pressure, I guess, to make sure that you do right by these kids? No, I, I did not feel a pressure <laughs> until now. I must do right by well, these no, kids. Well, no, I mean, I'm not trying to like put the pressure on you, but I wonder if that crosses your mind, right? Like at the end of the day, you are quote unquote teaching it's true. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about that, but yes, you're right. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like what can you inject into the, the fun time circles that is still fun, but also like creating Education. awareness. Yes. Or something like that. It's you know true. I mean? Okay. So yes, I did. Cause I, I did read a couple journals on music and um, movement in different age groups right. and then what's beneficial to what certain age group. Yeah. So there is something in me that is yeah. mindful of that. Right. Because, like, it's a seven-month-old is definitely different from a 12-month-old. Mm-hmm. So the response to, like, different sounds and um, movement is yeah. different. Yeah. And then this class goes up to two years old. Mm-hmm. So, like, now that's, like, a different realm. They're, yeah. like, more commutative and more, like, independent. Right. Um, so, yeah, I guess I did think about it. But I didn't think, I guess, how much I would be influencing. I was just seeing, like, these are things mm-hmm. that are suggested in these journals. I'm going to find things yeah. and then implement them in an outline. So I guess, yes, I have that. Like, you are doing it, but you're like it's like almost like you're, you're innately doing it, right? Without yeah. even knowing the reason behind it, right? In a yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay, yes. Then yes. Totally. It, well, that took like 20 minutes to get a yes. <laughs> Correct. I mean, it's a daunting thing to think about, right? Like, oh my God, everything that I do will have an, leave an impression or leave a mark on these yeah. kids, right? But as long as like you're you're clearly mindful of what you're doing and how you're doing it so i think that's what's most important right yes and like, i think that you saying that mm-hmm. is something we should all be aware of because like totally. your actions has like a ripple effect 100% like you don't need to know the person to feel something yeah. from someone you know exactly. what i mean exactly 100% yeah yeah i've just like on i mean i've been seeing all these things on like social media and stuff about how like you know, a lot of things that happen to when you're a child influence how you turn out as an adult, right? Whether it's like child trauma or like, you know, how a child is treated or like certain situations that they may be faced with, right? And that kind of molds how they deal with things in the future, right? So for me, I'm just like, you know, being with Issa and being with Eli, like I'm constant. I feel like I'm more hyper aware of like, how do I respond to her? How do I like, yeah. how do I not teach her bad habits and all like trying, like, it's like, 
tiptoeing around certain things but you know and then when you let yourself slip you're like oh my god i hope i didn't like yeah <laughs> you know what i mean totally but i think at the end of the day her. it's like you, you you can't create the perfect child that's like free of all those things right no, like it's true every interaction she had is going to leave some kind of mark on her whether it's positive or negative you know what i mean it's, and then yeah i don't know i think i think like i the children are our future so how do we do best to make yeah. sure that they are upstanding citizens that do well you know what I mean? so i'll give you an example like in the summer Issa saw an interaction between me and this woman who was very unkind to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was like a very, kind of like a hectic time yeah. at the Granville Island mm -hmm. and tables were very limited. Yes. And I spoke to this lady about her table. Mm -hmm. So we were already like, oh, thank you. And yeah. about to sit down. And this woman comes over and she's already like, this is my table. And I was like, okay. I'm like, oh, we're just, we've just sat down. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, well, you're welcome. The least you could do is say thank you. And she oh was like God. such a cow. Yeah. And I was like, Ex excuse me. I'm like, we're already sitting down. Yeah. Was, what did like, you give me? What did you give me? I was like, me? what? <laughs> I yeah. wasn't sure. And then Issa's like, are you okay? Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, she's having a bad day. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I didn't like what she said to you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. You know what? Maybe she's not having a great day and she just oh, took really? it out on me. Yeah. And then later on, she kept checking in on me. Like, are you okay? Of course. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. What are you? Is this about the lady again? It yeah. was like, yeah. So, recent, so that was the summer. Recently, Issa... Ask me about that lady again. Mm. So it's like she hasn't forgotten it. Of I had forgotten, but now I'm like reminded about it. She's a real fucking bitch, that yeah, woman. Yeah. Um. She's like she dipped in your bucket. I yeah. was like, yeah, she dipped into my bucket. Yeah. I think that's it's you like, know. Ah, how long are we going to talk about this fucking white woman bitch? Huh? But you know, I think like I don't mean to like you know like uh, over exaggerate, but I think for her that was a pretty like intense environment, yeah. right? And of course she's like her mother was quote unquote being attacked so to yeah. speak right so for her she's just like danger mode right like what's happening yeah are you okay it's like yeah okay even like almost a year later she's like are you okay yeah exactly so i mean this is probably a very new experience for her right so it's gonna she may ask you but i think you handled it really well you yeah. know what i mean like, i could have lost my shit too and yeah, i was like, like so close because i could feel the the heat yeah rising off my body <laughs> like oh we're gonna go girl totally and you could have also been like yeah, like she was an awful person and like this yeah. and that, you know what I mean? But just kind of like you you explained it to her, you know what I mean? And it's like it's like those kinds of things. It's just making sure that they know how to like process these things yeah. in a more healthy way, it right? It wasn't personal. But yeah. then when we saw her again, like in the same she was like unkind. Yeah. So it's like another like affirming thing. Right. This woman's having a really bad day. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I just anyways, a lot yeah, about children that. are our future. Yeah. And they're just really impressionable. And yes. I'm just like how do we make sure that they're good people? You That's know? all we really want. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to raise no bully kid. That's yeah. just like trauma, trauma, like ridden with trauma because of like terrible things that are going on in the world. Yeah, it's you know so I mean? hard. Yeah. But anyways. Anywho. Like I said, congratulations. I think this Thank is a you. very, very like great thing. Um, very excited about it. Yeah. And it has a huge impact on, you know, the, the not the society, but... It is in the community. The community that's it's the like word. maybe yeah. some of these um, moms, which is actually true, they don't have other mm -hmm. mom friends. They're either new to the country or mm -hmm. they had a COVID baby. Yeah. So they don't have any other like mm -hmm. um, mom friends. Like social situations that they yeah. can join in. Yeah. So yeah, you're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Shout out to my friend Jenny too. She's the other, oh, there you go. other gal. Shout out to Jenny. 
yeah i hope it continues to grow and prosper and yeah thank you so much yes me too really proud of you thanks all right so with that said um i have a a topic that i want to talk about um given that it's you know january 12th um it's kind of we're going in we're starting the chinese new years right now or the lunar new year depending on you know what uh ethnic minority or not but ethnicity you are Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah i think you know part of the lunar new year is one like food is really important right um and being chinese in one of um isa's books is like you know, tying loose ends. Yes, exactly. Um, cleaning out stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting rid of things, making amends. Yeah, paying exactly. your debt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of like starting the year off fresh with nothing. Yeah. Kind of dragging you down or tying you down, right? Um, so when you were growing up, was this something you guys would do? Um, Did you have to clean? Oh yeah, new clothes was another one. Like yeah. you got rid of your clothes, you got new clothes for the year. Yeah, like those are some baller exactly new year celebrants. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I think if you if you listen back to our our I think episode last year where I went over like the certain yeah. new year traditions, um, definitely some of them were relevant. Um, for sure, I think like I think one thing that was always true was that eating certain foods. Yeah obviously brought in good luck um you know the euphemism are not synonyms so like you know noodles all yeah, that long stuff noodles, anyways life, yeah yada 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 but yeah definitely we did some of those traditions too not as much anymore i find that you know my mom's older and she's just like <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck anymore she's just like whatever you know what yeah, i mean here's your envelope yeah exactly call it a day yeah. yeah um but yeah anyways part of chinese new years and also part of like you know um our family is a really important um type of food that we tend to get all the time not just on chinese new years but it's even more significant in chinese new years is um barbecued meats Mm. um specifically chinese barbecued meats um i'm sure you're quite familiar with it considering we get it all the time when we go visit my mom um so for those who don't know like chinese you know i think all cultures have their own version of barbecued meats but chinese barbecue meats is really quite popular i mean chasu is is one of the big ones yeah. um the roasted pork with the crispy skin which is also part of the filipino cuisine yeah um the duck the yeah the duck, duck the roasted duck so yeah like barbecue meats is a very very not only traditional thing but a common thing um common part of the chinese kind of meal or diet so to so to speak right um vancouver's touted as one of the like the most like best places to get chinese barbecue meat as well um a lot of like i think say like vancouver you're including richmond in that yeah exactly so like i guess yeah the greater vancouver area i guess is what you'd call it um but yeah definitely all over i mean vancouver is known for the chinese food anyways but the chinese barbecued meats is one of the more like it's reputable things about vancouver um so a couple i think it was like a few months ago um uh, what's that? So there's like a Chinese kind of like historical um, museum. Museum um, in they Gastown. in Gastown, and yeah. they also have one in Chinatown now too. Um, just they kind of pay homage to the Chinatown history as well as the Chinese folk in Vancouver. Um, they did this huge event on um, a huge event, but they did an event on Chinese barbecue and kind of the, the discriminatory issues that came out during a certain time um oh, I didn't know this. in the late 60s and early 70s um so yeah i kind of want to talk about the the kind of discriminatory thing that came up during that time 
Um, so, so they hosted an event there. Yes, they hosted an event there, and I totally forgot to bring it up when I was recording it. But I knew that this was a. I mean, the whole purpose of that was to debut um, like a documentary. Okay. Um, about this called I think it's called like Under Fire um, Chinese Barbecue Meats in Vancouver or something like that, and it was pretty much to talk about you know um, the Chinatown history as well as like how China uh, Chinese barbecue was a popular thing in Vancouver. Um, so I guess um, the the just the, the the synopsis of this his, historical moment in Chinese history is um, Chinese Vancouver Chinese history is uh, essentially just a a major success and win for the Chinese Vancouver community. The, sorry, what am I saying? The Chinese Canadian community in Vancouver. Um, essentially, they stood up to they stood up to you know the the city, the country, the government, and they won. So. Um, yeah, in the mid 1970s, um, what had happened was a lot of the local city health authorities had started shutting down many of the Chinese barbecued meat shops in Vancouver Chinatown, um, uh, primarily because of an incident that happened um, outside of Vancouver where somebody died from food poisoning from barbecue meats. Um, so during that time in the 60s and 70s, Chinatown was actually under a lot of um, I guess scrutiny from the quote-unquote white folk um you know uh obviously we're quite familiar with all the, the chinese head tax as well as all the discrimination yeah. that happened in with the chinese people in vancouver well this was just kind of feeding off of that so to speak so at the time in the 60s and 70s the chinese barbecue meat quote-unquote market or industry was actually a really successful industry because you know, Chinese barbecue meat is an essential part of, you know, a family, Chinese family's kind of cuisine, right? So everybody went to these shops to buy like their roast pork, their, um, their roasted duck or whatever, right? So it was actually a really profitable industry. So a lot of the speculation as to why the local authorities started shutting down the Chinese meat shops is because it was too successful. So at the time, they stated that roughly that industry was worth about eight to $10 million, which is a lot of money back then. Yeah. Um, and then in addition to that, um, uh, the city, Vancouver, who were uh, the government was kind of looking into what they call blighted areas. So areas that, you know, maybe weren't so white focused, right? So the the, mm. the multicultural areas, the, yeah. the ethnic areas. Um, and at that time, our Vancouver Chinatown wasn't just for Chinese folk, but it was actually a really multicultural area, right? So uh, in Chinatown, we had the Italian community there. We also had a pretty large uh, black community as well. Um, Hogan's Alley is actually one of the more famous black yeah. areas, right? So it was definitely a cluster of marginalized people in that area. But the Chinese were definitely the largest population. Um, but because of that, the city wanted to shut it down, you know, kind of take it away, revamp it, gentrify it. Um, make it more white focused um so a lot of the the chinese historians say that's kind of what spurred um the local health authorities in the city to kind of use this um this this food poisoning death as a way to kind of start you know taking back the the the, the, the area or the, fine. exactly yeah. totally so the funny thing is um uh 
the 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 story of this food poisoning didn't even happen in Vancouver. So it actually happened um, in the late '60s in Tacoma, Washington. Um, it was from barbecued meat, but not Chinese barbecue meat. It was barbecue chicken from a supermarket. Um, what? <laughs> but you know, like obviously the inspectors were, you know, kind of looking for anything, looking grasping, for any, grasping anything. at straws. Exactly. So the city took this and ran off with it, sending off a wave of basically anti-Chinese um, business kind of rules in Vancouver. So in 1975, that's when it, the, the this. The health, this health inspector really started mandating this thing as a, as a, like a mandatory thing you have to meet for all Chinese barbecue shops in Chinatown. So in 1975, inspectors started to temporarily shut down Chinese barbecue shops in Chinatown for failing to comply with the bylaw, where they had to keep perishable, perishable meats at a temperature of 60 degrees Celsius or below 4 degrees Celsius. Um, they would literally run to Chinese barbecue shops, jam a thermometer into the meat, and if it didn't meet it, they shut it down. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, really awful, um, really discriminatory, and definitely yes. an attack against the Chinese community. Um, you know, as these Chinese barbecue shops started getting shut down, the whole Chinese community um, banded together, and they're like, okay, well, if you're going to shut down these person, then we're, then we're all going to shut down. Like, this is bullshit, right? So we're going to shut down in solidarity, so to speak. Um, as their way to kind of like call attention to the discrimination that was happening. Um, and in addition to that, the shop workers all started protesting. They were waving signs that said, save Chinatown, support Chinese barbecue products. Um, at the time, there was an activist lawyer named Andy Joe. Um, he was the, uh, the activist lawyer for the Vancouver Chinese Barbecue Meat Merchants Association. Um, and their argument was, if we keep to your regulations of keeping meat above 60, um, was it above, above 60 or below four, you're not going to get that, that prime kind of taste and texture. Yeah, and like, they wouldn't get it. Yeah. So they're like, you're going to get, you know, frizzled and dried up meat if that's the case. Right. So, um, in addition to that, he said a lot of the barbecue meats that we have in these barbecue meat shops, they sell it within like hours of opening because everybody's going there to buy the meats. Yeah. Um, so really there isn't a necessarily health hazard because they're, they're selling it out and nothing's really going bad or spoiled. Yeah. There's like, not sitting out too long. Exactly. Totally. Um, so, um, what they did to kind of counteract this was they, they looked at ways to prove that these Chinese barbecue meats aren't a health hazard whatsoever. And so they had, um, a, uh, a, a pathologist named Ken Ting. Um, at the time, he was in charge of the Metropolitan Biomedical Labs um, on West 8th and Heather uh, okay. in Vancouver, which is now known as Life Labs. Um, so the the lawyers approached him and said, "We need to find a way to prove that it's like healthy, not healthy, but like it's not a health hazard, right?" Yeah. Um, so let's find a scientific way to do that. So what they did was um, they would buy meats from barbecued meat shops. Um, and then actually test them for a bacteria. And obviously it turns out there's like little to no bacteria on these meats Good when they tested them. it. Yes. Um, so they took these findings along with a, uh, um, a roast pork, I think it was, like a barbecued meat pork. Um, and they took it to fucking parliament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and they did, their, they did their protests and then they got the... And then they did lunch. Yeah, <laughs> well, literally, <laughs> they got, you know, prime, former Prime Minister Jean Chrétien to, you know, have them eat the meat and try yeah. it and taste it to prove their point that if you want this meat, these are the conditions that you have to have yeah. them in. Um, 
But if you don't, then this is what you're going to get. Yeah. And obviously he was a huge fan. Um, he kind of joined the cause and was a voice, a vocal voice for it. Um, but yeah, so the Chinese kind of community fought tirelessly to kind of prevent these Chinese mar- mar- sorry, these Chinese meat barbecue shops from getting shut down that they eventually like weared them down and they just gave up on the whole like trying to shut <laughs> shut them down. Shut yeah. them down. But yeah, that's kind of the story right Amazing. there. Amazing. Yeah. So anyways, well they were rel- relentless. It's yeah. like, okay, if if you're not going to take our word for it, then let's go with the science. Exactly, totally. And it's like while well, some some families and kids were, you know, out doing their, you know, playing in the playground, having picnics, these Chinese families were out protesting trying to keep these Chinese barbecue meat shops from staying from shutting down, right? So it's like other restaurants probably have like some sort of barbecue. Yeah, exactly. That they, they didn't have to stay to those regulations or like non-chinese yeah the non-chinese yeah barbecue of course places. not it was it was a targeted yeah thing at chinese people right to kind of one obviously prevent them from becoming successful yeah they have the power yeah and to two to kind of like take back chinatown so to speak so that the white man can have it but um yeah i would Good say you know it's it's to like the the former generations of chinese people that we have to thank for our Chinese barbecue meats now. It's true. Very so, yeah. true. Um, really inspiring story. And, you know, I'm grateful for the activists that really stood up to the man, so to speak, so that we could have our, our chasu and our <laughs> roasted duck. Because I do need that. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Anyways. So that was, um, they, they did a feature at the Museum of Vancouver. Yes, correct. Great. So uh, just a head up, heads up to they'll be closing that um, exhibit now. Oh, crazy. Seat at the table. So it ends April 2nd of mm, this year. Got it. So we should probably stop by. Do one again. last peruse, so to speak. Yes. Well, there's a lot to see and there's a lot to read. Mm-hmm. So you can't just do it all in one go anyway. Totally. But just as a reminder too, Chinatown still has the exhibits there. They have a gift shop there. Okay. And they also hold like a lot of events, um, whether it's like, you know, guest speakers, documentaries that are released. Um, yeah. So check it out. Great. Is there a barbecue place that you like to hit up? Oh, man. I mean... I went to one in Richmond yeah. at Parker Place. Okay. And there's a lineup. Yeah. There's So I can see everything being sold out quickly. It's a staple Chinese thing, right? A Chinese dish, quote unquote. You know what I mean? To have Chinese barbecue meats, like whether it's a special occasion, a birthday, a family dinner, there's always going to be a Chinese barbecue meat for the most part. Yes. So, yeah. Um, in terms of my favorite, I'd say any place in Chinatown, really. Um, Dollar Meat Shop's also really good. Okay, yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, within within one block, you're going to have like a few Chinese barbecue meat shops. So it's really up to you to decide. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, thought I'd just share a little tidbit of his, his history. Um, and I hope that it's educational. So the next time you, you bite into a juicy cha su, just know that the Chinese fought hard for us to have that. Yeah, <laughs> eat all that skin. Yeah, but yeah, I think we can keep that top at one that one topic situation and go. What do you think? Straight into sweet and sour. Yeah, and let's sweets? go into some sweet and sour's. That was great though, because I didn't know that, and it's nice to know a little bit of our history. Yeah, and just I hope that you know we can continue to keep Chinatown alive and not have the shops slowly disappear. There's, I feel like there's a resurgence to kind of preserve Chinatown and keep it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that um, that museum you went to, mm-hmm. um, it's free. Yes, that's so great. I just looked it up. So it's, it's not in connection with the museum of it Vancouver. Is. 
Is it? it just says Chinese Canadian Museum. It's the same. It's the same people. Oh, it's the same people. Yeah. That is so great. Then. Yeah. Then that means we can go all year round. Yeah, I think we went to the Chinatown one too. So we went to the one. We went to both. Oh. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember. Well, there you go. Um. Okay. Great. So, couple sweet. Yeah. Let's go into sweet and sour. Sour and sweet. Couple sweets. Um is a recommendation it's here to go to check out some of the year of the rabbit celebrations oh yeah let's hear them uh so concord pacific yeah. or is it concord no it's a grosvenor oakridge is whole hosting a new year's mm-hmm. event mm-hmm. it's like mostly for kids foreign at crafts performances you got to book your tickets online okay um it's free um, and that's through Eventbrite. So that's on January 22nd. So that's like the day uh, New Year ends, right? That's like the last I think so. I don't remember day. when it ends. Yeah, around there. Um, so actually that Chinese, Canadian Chinese Museum of BC, they're also holding uh, a couple events. So check their Instagram. They're okay. um, doing a water rabbit printmaking on the 21st. And uh, I think that's what well, I'll be checking out. There's a parade on the 22nd, lion dance as well on the 22nd, and admission is by donation. Mm. So Chinatown has their own parades going on. I wonder if that is the one. That is the one. Hopefully it doesn't rain. Oh gosh, I hope it doesn't. Um, so those are my two recommendations for Love that. It. Um, and then another one is... Uh, a book I started reading. It's, you know, I've been really interested in, you know, sort of slice of life, the immigration story. Right. And it's not just, you know, I read one that was like the Filipino one. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, Crying in H Mart. Yes. And the next one is um, is a, a story about a woman who and her family moved from Vietnam to mm-hmm. New York. Right. So I've just started, but you already see the parallels. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and it's the way she writes it. It's very conversational. And it's kind of fun mm. too, and sad. It's the same. So this is House of Sticks. Okay. Um, his, her name is Lai Tran. Okay. Yeah. It's nice to kind of get different, like like you said, a different perspective. But even even if it's a different perspective, the parallel it's still there's the same. There's so much. There's yeah. the parallel. The trying to see where you fit in. Yeah. Like where do I belong? Totally. In that sense. Yeah. And I think. You know, we talk about this a lot. Like, we grew up with that. Mm-hmm. Even though we're born here, we yeah. didn't have to immigrate to feel, have those feelings. Totally, yeah. Um, and I think it's just like growing up as a, as a minority. I love it. Uh, okay, yeah, those are my recommendations. Are cool. my sweets? Let's hear your sour. Sour? Oh, I was holding on to this for so long, and I didn't know if I should say something. I think you should. But back last month, okay. um, this is like a total rip on... Um, not a riff, I guess a diss or like a Mm -hmm. critique Mm -hmm. on our current mayor. Yes. Who at a meeting, a city council meeting, had suggested that we should start um, charging people at the library for certain services. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember this story. So it's like the library itself is Mm -hmm. one of those like all are welcome. Yeah. It's free, so you have all these things to access yes. without it costing anything. Of course, yeah. And now he's like, hey, have you seen, like, 
libraries are super important. Yeah. But, and he's like, my question is to you is have you looked at the potential revenue opportunities in the VPL system mm -hmm. that helps fund some of the work yeah. you want to do? Yeah. So the work you want to do as a city is like, obviously you want security. Mm -hmm. So that's like the whole yeah. cop situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he mused that if each library raises less than $500 a month, it would generate $100,000 a year, mm -hmm. enough for a small new program. Right. <laughs> oh, what a great idea. And he's like, have you looked at that at all? Yeah. And then the library said, well, you know, we're limited under provincial legislation on what things they're allowed to raise fees from. Yeah. But did already raise revenue from things like renting rooms out. Yeah. So like, they're also limited. Also, did they see VPL raises around two to three million dollars from various programs amazing and rental payments yeah so it's like where else are you going to charge to use the internet exactly. to use your bathroom yeah exactly like all the times i've been to um mm -hmm. the library mm -hmm. people are like reading the news so yeah. things we take for granted on our phone like totally. they're reading the news yeah. or they're skyping with loved ones exactly like you want to take these things away yeah exactly or like yeah prevent people who don't have anything from having them you know what i mean and th that's what it really feels like yeah and so I couldn't find more information on it, seeing that if, is this the direction we're going? Yeah. It's like these public funded mm -hmm. programs or services are now going to be taken away. Right. So this is like, does it look like a poor person yeah. tax? Yeah. Like, yeah, I hear you. Are we going more right than, you know, it's, yeah. it feels scary, but mm -hmm. we're also like, what, four months in? Yeah. So maybe these are, he's just like brainstorming. Hey, maybe have you yes. thought of this? Oh, yeah. But, he doesn't come from a background of public service. Totally. He comes from a background of it. like business. Business. Yeah, Let's exactly. make money. Totally. So, anyways, that's my pet peeve. I'll I'll share the article, but it's um. Oh, you you could also listen to it because they uh, oh, yeah, they recorded it right. They recorded yeah. it and it's on YouTube. Yeah. So it's something you can see. This is a basic service. Part of me Why? wonders though if he said that just to just, stir the pot stir the pot or just like he said it without even thinking about like the repercussions of that statement he's probably you know never I mean? been into a library yeah he doesn't not. need to he just buys the butt yeah he probably has his own recording studio at home totally yeah exactly i think for him yeah i i'm trying not to hold every statement yeah. that he says against him like until he actually does start charging people that's when i'm never really like big yeah, fucking I'm gonna problem. lose my shit. Totally, I'll be I'll be there protesting, yeah. eating my barbecue meat. Like, I'm <laughs> exactly. just gonna be there. <laughs> totally. I mean, yeah. What? Uh, that's tough, right? Definitely, library should be free. Um, I truly value the library. Obviously, not only what it provided us, you yes. know, in terms of the services and stuff, but also like what it provides to those who don't have anything. You said, and also like libraries are fun like you yeah, know what I mean? libraries are the best and our library is beautiful so for me i've been um i'm a monthly donor to the vpl you are yeah good for you're well, part of that two to three million <laughs> it's Thank I, you. I only donate like ten dollars a month but for me it's just like it anything any every little bit helps so that other people can have something right and if i can afford ten dollars a month and it, and it makes a difference and i will do it i think that's kind of my perspective because i yes. i see the value in those things right so um, yeah, if, for our listeners, if if you can afford a little bit of change for them, like I, yeah, support your local library if you can. But if you can't, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ken Sim will make you. it work. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need more cops. Yeah. We need more bucks. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Preach. So yeah, that's my pet peeve. It's uh, my sour. I love it. Just don't my favorite place. Yeah. Don't make me pay a cover charge now. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome and not awesome. Yeah. But yes. Cool. 
All right. Um, my Swede right now is um, a book that's recently been not recently, but yes, recently um, was recently turned into like an animation called um, "The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse." Oh. Um, is this it's, a child a children's book? It's a children's book slash adult book about mental health and self care. Um, uh, yeah, I th- the the synopsis or the description of the book is the unlikely friendship of a boy, a mole, a fox, and a horse as they explore the meaning of kindness, courage, and hope. It's essentially about um, yeah, just like your mental health. Um, you know, just kind of getting through dark times. Um, how do you deal with those dark moments in your life yeah. and kind of getting through it? So. Um, beautifully illustrated book so if you want to read the book definitely get it um Do you have it? i don't i don't have it unfortunately okay, just checking. but i'm gonna buy it once it comes in stock um yeah i rented it and it, it was, it was it's, so good it's so good but i'm i'm kind of so apple tv launched the animation it came i think it came out on christmas okay actually but so yeah so i watched that um i uh and it's a tearjerker. So okay. yeah, so I would highly cry ugly, it. ugly cry. Um, I think it's more touching. You know what I mean? Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, a lot of there's a lot of critics that say that it's, it's it's yeah. There's you're gonna have critics or anything, but anyways, I would say yeah, check it out if you're kind of looking for some you know, some self help, some motivation, some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really great book, and you know, it's not it's 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 a kid's book per se but it's for adults you know what i mean yes. it's just as relevant for adults. i'm gonna piggyback on that yeah there's another book called kevin the unicorn mm-hmm. um and it's not all rainbows it's basically go. a book about not every day is gonna be an awesome yeah, day yeah i think that's important right. exactly that's okay yeah you can't you can't feed kids this false sense of you know perfectionism every day right so yeah. you got to take the good with the bad um but yeah that's kind of my sweet slash recommendation um yeah, great gift giving book, great coffee table book. Okay, um, cool. And then my sour, I was gonna go into it, but maybe I'll just kind of give you a brief hint. Maybe I'll talk about it in our next episode. But shrinkflation, you know, given that you know we're going through some really tough economical times right now, um, you may notice how heavy you're being hit at the grocery store, right? Um, but you'll see that you know prices have gone up. Yeah. Um, but the reality is that prices have gone up. But you're not getting the same amount for the dollar that you spend. Yes. And they call this shrinkflation, which is a tactic that companies use to subtly reduce the size or weight of a product to save money without increasing the price. Um, a less commonly known form of shrinkflation is where a company swaps out ingredients for cheaper alternatives or adds water while decreasing other ingredients. Um, okay, I'm going to say a straight up example of that is Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Okay, let's hear it. Like, what the fuck? Have they it's shrunk? It's like so small. <laughs> like, do you know, they come in three, it still comes yeah. in three, yeah. but they're significantly smaller. Well, there you go. Shrinkflation has hit you. I want you to see them. You'd be like, <laughs> what? Where's the rest of this? No, it's like, it's comical. Yeah. And then they call the king size. The, isn't that the king the size? regular size? Yeah, so. Oh, dear Jesus, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is Mr. Big, but... Now, Mr. Small, he's yeah, like, I guess so. so. <laughs> sort of big, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, it's it's crazy though, right? Like, shrinkflation definitely happens, but there's no reverse shrinkflation either, right? No. Yeah. So, what do we do about that? But anyways, that's my sour. Um, groceries aren't cheap. We riot. Yeah. And go to Parliament. <laughs> yeah. With Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> this is what it used to be. Exactly. But yeah, I guess that kind of wraps up our first episode of 2023. 2023, yes. Yeah, let's let's go into the new year with more 
optimism and a better way of you know handling negative situations yes um, and being more mindful of how we treat one another yeah, exactly. and the impression we have on the small minds Ain't and children the in the world yeah and have the conversations have the uncomfortable conversations with people i think is really important you know what i mean like conflict isn't bad right yeah it's sweaty yeah it's sweaty, sweaty but we need to learn to be comfortable with it um anyways yeah, i can go I'll, into it okay yes. i'll go into more detail <laughs> with that in the next episode but yeah i have a whole spiel on conflict um but anyways um hopefully we can get together next month and record a valentine's day yes, episode valentine's day <laughs> happy valentine's yeah, day yeah i guess that so. was too early, too early, too early. Okay. happy new year happy new year until next time all right take care Bye-bye. bye bye